Did you see, by the way, I saw on Twitter today, uh, one of our lovely listeners had um, uh, used the hashtag Big Oats and then said, well, I was going to hashtag it in all caps, but when you do that, it looks like it should say by goats, as in... What a challenge. Goat, goats, the mm. bisexual. Yeah. Did we completely beef it with that hashtag? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't use it in all, all caps. I don't know if you do. No, no, I, I do it in... Um, what's that uh, case you always used to tell me not to use? When title I, yeah. case. Yeah, I'll do it in title case, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's a good way of avoiding confusion, isn't it? Well, I mean, I do think... Actually, um, goats probably are bisexual because there are vast numbers of gay animals. Isn't there that zoo in the Netherlands where all of all of the animals are at least bisexual? Like, how did did they do that on purpose, or like? No, I think some of them are just pretending because it's a nice zoo and they want to, you know, fit in. Yeah, I bet it's a lovely zoo, actually. I, I've got a feeling this was an and finally at some point in the 90s. So the likelihood of it being bollocks <laughs> is towering. Yeah. But I know penguins are very fond of being gay. And giraffes, most giraffes are gay. Most giraffes are gay. Is that true or is that just because of that thing in Gladiator? Was there a gay giraffe in Gladiator? Yeah. When he meets Oliver Reed, Oliver Reed is crushing someone's testicles because he sold them gay giraffes. Well, Oliver Reed should uh, read some bloody zoology because uh, there's there's most giraffes are gay. I think it's something to do with... There is a really interesting reason for it, but I've forgotten. So that was a good anecdote. Um, for a second there, when you said Gladiator, I thought you meant the 90s TV show Gladiator. Yeah, I was trying to think, was there one of the gladiators called Giraffe and was very overtly gay? Well, it's just, can you imagine the the countdown of them all at the beginning? Like, wolf, shadow, jet, gay giraffe. <laughs> that, would, that would have been hard to sort of, to do the costume for in a way that suggests, yeah... So the Electronic Wireless Show, uh, episode, I think, 121, uh, which is a shame because it's the 2020 award show special. This is Raw Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. I'm, I am joined this week by Big BAFTA Face. Hello. I didn't I'm notice big, that before. Big Face from the BAFTAs. Remember me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um and uh, Nate of the Year. Yeah, um, just got given the award. I'm thrilled. I'd like to thank myself. 
Thanks. Well, I hope, I mean, any other Nates who listen to the podcast are going to be incensed. Well, they can come to my house and walk with me. Well, there was some, there's Nate Silver, uh, the guy who does the the election polls, and he got it right this year in America. Mm. But I mean, you know, how many uh, fun diary articles do you write about Crusader Kings? Three, less than two, I'll bet. So (laughs) I win that one. Um, There's the musician, Nate Dogg. I think he might have been from the 90s. Oh. Or is he more recent? Well. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, it was a, obviously a tough category to win then. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, well done, no mate. competition. Yeah. If, if you do listen to the podcast and your name is Nate and you think you can make a case for being a better Nate of the year than, than our Nate, uh, email podcast at com, Or come to my house and challenge <laughs> but, me at anything I'm perfect at. You'll lose. Mm. <laughs> Just don't choose anything I can't uh, do. Yeah, challenge challenge Nate to a, an aquarium making contest. Who can make an outfit the best aquarium? You know, they actually have those contests. They're really good. As is a uh, tradition, I did want to... I say tradition, we've done it like three times. Just wanted to check in on Big Bafta Face's uh, scaffolding situation. Is, uh, it, is it all up now? Is it, uh, I'm afraid, uh, yeah, I'm afraid um, Conegate has, has truly come to an end. The scaffolding is gone. Um, a little update that I posted in the Discord as a little bonus extra, the, uh, the sod who moved the pallets and caused me uh, great grief last week then got a parking ticket later that day. So that was uh, like a mega result as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Karma is real. I saw him come and get his car later and like react in, in real time to getting a ticket. And he looked really cross. And I was looking out my window and just smiling at it. And then he looked at me and then I had to quickly sit down on the sofa to make it look like I wasn't <laughs> watching and enjoying his misery, which I was. Um <laughs> You should have I'm terrified of someone looking throwing a rock through my window. Sorry, I blundered over you there. I'm not doing very well today. Um, you, I was going to say you should have just pretended to be being happy at the sky. Yeah. That's a bit of a hard one to sell when someone's like, you laughing at my parking ticket? And then I say, no, I'm happy at the sky. <laughs> uh, hey, honestly, it brings me great delight hearing you describing anecdotes and thought processes from your day-to-day life because with each one I'm further convinced that you are Mark Horrigan (laughs) just every time like you're you're concerned that you're someone will throw a brick through your window because well the thing is our windows I mean I was going to say our windows are quite prominent I know they are on most houses but they feel particularly exposed on our road there aren't many houses so it's that there aren't many people around so it's quite easy to do crimes i would imagine um also we have like quite thick shingle uh in our kind of little area out front and so it's right there you could just grab a handful of that and really smash it against the glass uh you definitely chip it if if not shatter it completely so i i don't know i just feel I feel quite vulnerable to window 
breaking. Well, thank God you've, you've veered hard away from Corrigan straight into Partridge County there. <laughs> yeah. With the qualification well, that the, the shingle would chip the window if not shatter it. Well, you know, I don't want to, it's not like, it's, you wouldn't be throwing, I haven't got loads of bricks out the front. You know, there's a difference, but. You yeah. should just dare people. Keep anvils <laughs> outside your house. And it, honestly, if anyone is enough of a beast to hurl an anvil through your window. Yeah. Yeah, they I deserve. I was going to say, they deserve to, yeah, to get away with it. Uh, Nate, how are you? I'm all right. Um, oh, I'm, I'm ready for it to be Christmas, which is the most staid answer ever, but. <laughs> uh, didn't you have your own real life big oats situation the other day though yeah that's one of the reasons i'm 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 knackered actually there was a bit more of that this morning um i've been hauling vast amounts of oats around and <laughs> jam and milk uh milk is extremely heavy it's i think it's a bit heavier than water tbqh with you um well it must be because surely Milk has like more content than water. Whatever it's got, it's like, got white. Whatever makes it white, it's got that in it. It's got like fat and that in it, isn't it? Yeah, it's like muscle water, basically. Um, yeah. But we're um, we're using it to uh, to to grow children. Um, we are uh, Ashley, rather. My wife has uh, been organising a thing with some local food banks uh, to provide um, breakfasts for kids um, from poor families in the school holidays because the council uh, won't, Um, you know, that whole thing. Um, So, yeah, a lot of people apparently have been starting up these sort of initiatives, um, but just sort of basically charity glory hunting and messing things up for actual like food charities and stuff. So I'm glad like Ashley's been working with like actual food banks and stuff. Um, so it's been extremely well organized, uh, but it's meant like 600 children's worth of breakfast foods <laughs> Uh, needing to be loaded into vans and things. And there's been all sorts of, like, supermarkets are just completely chaotic um, when it comes to, to anything other than trying to buy a single, like, thing of cereal. But when you try mm. to order it by the ton, things get really exciting. So yeah, there's been lots of last-minute, um, like, quests to various places. But uh, I, I've just been doing the... The, the brute work of lifting some boxes around. Uh, she's been the real mastermind. But yeah, massive oats. Uh, oats. Well, well done to, to Ash. Uh, yeah. fa- fantastic work. And I enjoyed how you managed to make an extremely wholesome initiative uh, initially sound quite sinister <laughs> by saying we're using it to grow children well, as if you're pouring it all. Into I, thought like was, <laughs> I thought you were suggesting that you'd taken the next step from your fish tank and you'd just gone full into the child tank industry. <laughs> yeah, that's you get a big tank, you, you bed down some oats, <laughs> you pour jam on them. Actually, I, there, is, there is a sinister twist to this tale. Um, 
Mm. While I was loading milk up this morning, one of them, so you know the little like thing that makes a car boot stay shut? Yeah. Yeah. It fell onto that and impaled itself like a villain who's fallen off a ledge during a climactic fight scene and like gets impaled on like a gothic right. Are you talking about milk or a child? No, milk. Milk. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, sorry, because you were talking about them. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I should really have clarified the, uh, the object. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought you were, you were handing out cereal to kids and a kid got impaled on your car boot. No, 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 it's okay. He's being being incredibly (laughs) lighthearted about that. (laughs) Yeah, I slaughtered a child. No, it was a a thing of UHT milk and it fell really quite dramatically. um, And I was like, we probably can't give this to the children, can we? And she said, no, I said, can I have it? Uh, Might might as well. So I... um, I drink, you know how Stone Cold Steve Austin used to drink beers um, when he would burst into a wrestling match and, and, and someone? Mm. Um, because the milk was sort of split halfway, I had to drink it like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I realized halfway through chugging it in the street that I, I was just basting milk intended for children in poverty and thus am worse than Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it I be. also like. I wait when you say like I had to drink it like Steve Austin and chug it in the street. I feel like had is doing a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm. <laughs> I'm a man of very direct imperative <laughs> impulses. <laughs> literally no choice. <laughs> there was a gun to my head. <laughs> and anyway, we've gone 15 minutes from the start of this podcast now without talking about games, which is probably a record for us. Um, this week, listener, uh, the 2020 awards uh, special is we have each come with some award categories um, for games this year. Um, and I don't, I, none of us know what the others have, have picked. Um and and we will then uh, t- reveal our winner, and then the others can challenge that and offer a better winner if they think they have one. Um, so I'm quite excited to see what Big Bafterface and Nate of the Year have devised. Here's a sting. Right, uh, who wants to go first? I can go. F- uh, you yeah, know. I think I think someone else should go first. <laughs> Okay, well, my first category is best use of squares Ooh. in the game. Yeah, because um, I, I wanted to keep it specific but broad enough that you two could throw in your, your own uh, ideas. So uh, my winner for best use of squares in a game 2020 uh, is Pendragon. Which is Inkle's uh, Arthurian turn-based uh, tactics story game uh, came out. When did that come out? I don't know. Time is meaningless in 2020, isn't it? Did it definitely come out in 2020? It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. It did. It did. It, it, um, is it squares like ones that you wander around into fight people, like on an XCOM? Uh, no, I meant squares is in the shape. 
because the map is made of a grid, sort of like a chessboard, and then there are specific ways you can move around it. And it's done in a very uh, clever and uh, kind of creative way. Because I don't really like strategy games very much. I find them a bit boring, but um, uh, Pendragon does it in quite a cool way. So like you have... uh, you you are blue and your enemy is red and as you move um you the squares that you move across turn to your color and then you can sort of charge through squares and uh if you move uh diagonally you can't attack uh but you have to switch your stance so you can move between diagonally and and it sounds very complicated but once you're doing it it's uh it's really good and and you start kind of understanding the tactics of it oh it's um, one of those things where it like teaches you lots of quite simple rules in succession and then they create really complicated yeah. dilemmas i love that yeah yeah i think you'd like it because it also has um, a really good uh storytelling element to it where um you're like the if you win battles against certain characters, they might join you or like you, you people on your team can die and it can affect like who, cause the, the idea is that you're heading to, to find Arthur and then get to the final battle with Mordred. And, um, you know, uh, like Arthur might die and then you have to fight Mordred and then Mordred will win and then everything's terrible. Or maybe you'll beat Mordred. And so I, you know, it, I don't think I managed to beat Mordred. Um, but also it's, it's good because you can replay it loads starting as different characters. So the first two options you get are Lancelot and Guinevere. And um, a run through from this, the starting area to um, the final battle, probably like half an hour, 45 minutes ago. But I'd say 45 minutes. So you can keep sort of going at it and you'll get a completely different experience. Oh Almost wow! Every time you play, yeah, I assumed it would be like a one long campaign thing, but it's—is it like that sort of FTL? Um, yes. Thing? So you have to keep sort of moving forwards, and you encounter different characters um, and different people from you know the Arthurian legends and monsters and stuff. Good. Yeah, it sounds quite tasty, actually. Yeah, but the squares but in particular. If- you know, are you just saying then it's the best game that took place on a grid? Uh, well, no, I mean, not necessarily, because I, I would say, like, it's, it not only does it take place on a grid, but it makes use of that grid in a uh, more um, kind of a creative way <laughs> than mm-hmm. I saw personally from another game in 2020, because there's, like, high ground and low ground as well and stuff. So there's a lot going on, but it doesn't. I mean, if you think there is a better use of squares, it doesn't have to be best game on a grid. If you think a square is used well, in a very good of, way in a game of games involving squares, as in losers. Oh, oh. Um, but I can only think oh. of cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> or like it could be squares, like you said, Nate. Like as in. Uh, the, the area that you can go to in a town. Or... I would say I play as a mega square in Cyberpunk. <laughs> so I remove like 
in the when the character randomizes the face, I like remove all the piercings. I get rid of the crazy <laughs> hair. I make sure they try and wear a suit if possible. Um, I only listen to I only listen to the jazz station in the cars because the rest of it's a bit raucous. Um, I kind of yeah. So oh. I, I am a square, but I don't. Dang. In cyberpunk, but I don't know if that's necessarily got the best squares. You are just that sort of seems like you do that in every game where there's a character creator there. Yeah, but there it really forces it really tries to force you to be well at least look quite edgy. Um where Well then I'd argue that's not the best use of squareness in, in the game. That's you Yeah forcing a square that, peg into a round hole. I just want to raise oh, it as a possibility, but I think you are right. I am imposing my squareness on the game. You you are just turbocharging your brand like in Godzilla King of Monsters where they hit him with the atomic bomb to, to rejuvenate him and he just walks out like going warm with all fire coming off him. It's like ultimate Matthew. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Like weirdly I am in my element in Night City, even though it's not a place built for me at all. Like, I can express myself uh, in, in quite a pleasing way. Well, the ironic thing is, you're rebelling. Well, uh, yeah. I'm rebelling by a lack of rebellion. By, by being a normie. Yeah. That's quite good. I'm the one normie in Night City. <laughs> well, I did. So the other, um, I, I thought, like, Immortals, Phoenix Rising has quite good use of squares in in some of its puzzles. Yeah, it's got uh, some block pushing puzzles. Yeah, and yeah. pressure plates that are square shaped. Minecraft. You can't, yeah, but Minecraft came out ages ago. Uh, they released uh, <laughs> lots of new blocks this year, though, which are indeed <laughs> they're not just one square. Oh. You get six per block. <laughs> you get six of those bad boys. Yeah, and there's so what was many. What's the best block they added this year? Copper. Oh, okay. Copper's oh, so good. Yeah, I, that was it. I did a post about how good it was. It's um, you know, the famous metal copper. It's yes. that. Um, and it's it's that color. <laughs> but this is the brilliant thing. When you put copper blocks down, they age slowly over time, so they get increasingly greenlier in sort Ooh, of four nice. different increments. So eventually they're that lovely sort of dusty cyan business. And I, I know, you know, I mean, I, I, I've been cruelly roasting you, Matthew, but I should really have a go in the microwave myself because I don't think there's anything more square than being excited by watching a metal slowly oxidize in a child <laughs> video game. But uh, that is what I'm into right now. <laughs> you do, I have to say, like, the way you said copper was very partridge as well. <laughs> copper! <laughs> so, yeah, Minecraft, I was I'm generally going to put it in there. Okay. I, I, I was quite a big fan of Tetris Effects Connected, the multiplayer version Ooh. which came out on Game Pass at the end of the year. And they are arguably. That's lots of squares. But it's a game about lines mm. rather than squares. But there are squares in it. It's, well, they, the lines are made up of squares, aren't they? I mean, you might have had me there, actually, because 
I haven't yeah. played it, but Tetris Effect is universally praised, isn't it? Yeah, but I feel like it's a game about taking squares and trying to turn them into something else. So you're not really respecting the squareness of them. But yeah, but our True. criteria was use of squares. You are using Oh, squares. use of squares. I mean, if you're talking about a game where you yeah. have to use squares to make cool stuff happen, I would say Tetris Effect Connected is quite high on that list. Yeah. Ooh, it's a good category, Alice. You've really nailed it. It's Thank you. <laughs> um, I quite. I. I mean, there's um, The Sims Four Tiny Living as well, which was the uh, a pack that came out at the start of the year, um, and that um, it uses uh. A minimal amount of squares because it's about making you build a tiny house. Oh, so no, you can I, only I, use a certain amount of squares. I'm sorry, on, Alex. On I, I think what you're talking block. about is a general buffet of right angles. There. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. The judges won't allow that anywhere near the finalists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think even though I picked Pendragon, Tetris is probably the definitive use of squares, isn't it? Even before Minecraft came along. Yeah, I'm going to retract yeah. Minecraft actually because I mean copper alone. <laughs> you know, and there's some other good ones, some good quartz and blackstone blocks and stuff. But really, you know. Minecraft is is uh, is a one trick horse, incredible horse, a Shergar of a horse. But it's a Shergar's heart squad. Uh, but but it, you know that horse does one trick, and that's make anything out of cubes. And and it's been for a long time. <laughs> uh, very well. Well, uh, in that case, I think we'll have to give best use of squares to Tetris Effect Connected. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I like the idea of it coming up to the stage to get the award while the orchestra plays the Tetris theme tune. That would be good. <laughs> like they do at the Oscars. Oh, wait a second. That would be good, yeah. I have something for this. I'd like to thank all the developers who put me together. <laughs> this is a lovely award. It's really good. And now I'm gonna go home and fit some blocks together. That's Tetris there. <laughs> well done, you've earned it. That's the worst voice oh, okay. I've ever seen. I'm never using that again. <laughs> Uh, Big BAFTA face, have you got uh, an award category? Uh, I was going to do uh, the award for very tiny men. Uh, uh, which, uh, well, I can only really think of two, but uh, the, the game that I think had very tiny men that I really liked this year was Desperados mm. 3. Oh. Which had very tiny cowboys, which are kind of the best kind of men, probably. Yeah, that very I good. Argue with. Um, what, what else have we got? But there was also Gears Tactics, but which had very tiny men. 
Well, they're tiny, huge men, but they're still tiny men. What about uh, grounded? Well, they're children. They're, ch- they're children. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the tragedy of grounded. They didn't even make it to manhood before they were shrunk down and lost in the garden. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just going to have a look at a comparison to see which men are actually smaller on screen. And it, depends, it does depend on the zoom. <laughs> on a standard resolution, <laughs> I'm just going to get up two screenshots from rockpapershotgun.com, the best-selling website, mm. and I'm going to look to see who's smaller. Oh, with a third uh, image result on Google. That's nice. 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 Let's have a look. Um... That's some good SEO going on right there. You know, I think the Cowboys might be more miniature. There we go. I mean, what is it? Is it just that that we're measuring it on like the most tiny at standard well, really. resolution? I, I'd say like the quality of the tiny men, um, like not necessarily it, their character. I mean. I mean John Wick Hex had a tiny John Wick. He was still quite big, though. And John Wick is a different species from humanity. He's what, a John, John Wick. Wick is disqualified for not being a man. Yeah, he's, he's just an astral force. I think the cowboys from Desperados could, could kill John Wick. Would you reckon um, if why? they added a DLC, which is just a level where you had to hunt and kill John Wick, you think you could beat that level, <laughs> do you? I, I, I think I could complete that level. I think their skills are varied. I, I am talking about the gang working together, which is kind of a cornerstone of mm. Desperados 3. Um, but I think working in tandem with their abilities, they could hunt and kill one John Wick. Yeah, but you can only use the men in the gang. I know well, that's very sexist, but well, that's, that's the award. Yeah, because the, there's a guy who's got like a, a bear trap. There's a guy who's got loads of pistols. There's a guy who can snipe from really far away. Like between the three of them, they could do. So they John, could, they John could Wick is going to blunder into a bear trap, is he? What's he going to do well, next? Put his hand in a microwave and set it to full? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, but if he hears them whistle first, and then he's like, what's that? And he goes to find out. That's what everyone else in the game does. Yeah, but John Wick's not that stupid, is he? <laughs> oh, you say, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there are enemies who are resistant to whistling in Desperado 3, so... <laughs> Just like <that's>... IRL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and John Wick could feasibly be one of those men. Um... I think they could still kill him. I think the sniper could kill John Wick quite easily. He must have come up against snipers in films and not using, I might add, technology from the end of the 19th century. I don't know that he has, though, because he's like a lot of close quarter combat, isn't it? It's, it's, that's, his, that's his sort of deal. I think, if, I think if you lured John Wick just out into the middle of the desert, there's no rocks or anything to hide behind. You could just shoot him in the head from like a mile away and that would be fine. They'd kick the bullet back at you. <laughs> That's when you shoot him from behind with the other two guys. Honestly, I think if enough people shoot at John Wick <laughs> in the middle of the desert, he would die. So, yeah, like... 
But that's true of anyone. <laughs> yes. It's not true yeah, of yeah, and John, John Wick is the best of us, so that proves the Desperados men are the best. They can kill anyone. I don't... Well, do you know who I think could bring more guns to the middle of the desert and be smaller while they're at it? And that's the army men from uh, Command & Conquer and Command & Conquer Red Alert, uh, which were, of oh, course, yeah. remastered this year. Um, but you know what? They still, the, the little Command & Conquer men still can't do attack move. And that, that was, I was a bit disappointed by the remake. I thought it was great in a lot of ways, but I thought it was very, very conservative. I think they figured mm. they only had hopes of selling to the nostalgia fan base. And so they didn't really bring the game up to date with like decades worth of, you know, making mm. strategy games fun to play. So, you know, I think those army men would probably just walk out into the desert and stand there waiting to get wicked up um, because you'd forgotten yeah. to tell them to defend themselves. I feel like we've gotten sidetracked on how would you kill John Wick in a desert? <laughs> I mean, that is the subtext of this award. <laughs> but we, I, I feel like I, I can accept Desperados 3 being yeah. the, the winning the very tiny men award if we say that because the men in Command and Conquer are tiny but apparently not as effective as the tiny cowboys. Yeah. I mean the best isn't so, the best human unit in Command and Conquer it's a woman, isn't it? It's the um, what's her face? The Tanya. Spy. Yeah. Tanya. Oh, destroyed in seconds. Yeah. Command and Conquer never stood a chance. <laughs> Desperados it is then. Yeah, congratulations to Desperados 3, the Very Tiny Men Awards 2020. You'll be relieved. No, I haven't got a cowboy voice. (laughs) (laughs) But do you have an award category? I do, yeah. So uh, I'm going to put forward the uh, Ron Seal Award for doing what it says on the tin. Nice. Uh, And I'm going to nominate, it's sponsored by Ron Seal. Um, which is a great right. all-weather sealant for sheds, planks, and more. Um, Don't we're not even getting paid? <laughs> Don't do like. Well, no, I'm hoping we can unpaid go to sponsorship. Seal and say, look, yeah, it's like an audition reel. <laughs> they're like, how good did this sound? And they're like, oh, it did sound pretty good actually. Here, have ten grand. That was such a good plug. I would say it was regal. In fact, it was the king's shilling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my nominee for the Ron Seal Award um, would be Fight Crab. <laughs> Guess what the game is? Imagine you've been living <laughs> in a cellar uh, with only Ron Seal to eat for the last decade, and you came out blinking yeah. into the light, and someone thrust a PC into your hands with a copy of Fight Crab. You'd know, you'd know what it was, wouldn't you? <laughs> That is true. I can't really argue with that. <laughs> yeah, that is very, that is very strong. I try to think if there was any other uh, does, rocket arena. Although I don't know if that no it exists anymore. Does it? Ball, shouldn't it? 
Rocket League. Um, I, I, Crusader Kings. You are kings who crusade. You do so much more. <laughs> it should have been. Cool. Don't you do well, more so than fight crab? Doesn't fight crab also go into like the genetics of your family line? Are there also lobsters? Uh, yes, there are. There's a lobster with a handgun. Mm. Oh, it grows weaker. It goes weaker by the by the minute. This nomination. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, now I think about it, yeah, that's not a crab, is it? It should have been a lobster <laughs> with a handgun. It should have been called like decapods battles, <laughs> or like decapods, but deck in the British vernacular of "I'm gonna deck ya." Oh yeah, oh Which that'd I be good. Said in a sort of quasi-Australian voice, but there you go. Yeah. But- but then you're sort of getting into the realm of, of sort of wordplay and then that's moving away from the spirit of the Ron Seal Award, is it not? Yeah, I, I still think Fight Crab does, you know, that, I think that really sums it up. I mean, in fairness, I am trying to think of something that comes close to... I mean, a lot of sports games are very, like, on the level with you. It says, like, this is F1. And then it is indeed F1. It's not like, <laughs> you know, that does what it says on the tin. It's not like you buy F1 and then, you know, you're on a bike or you're ballooning or something. It's Formula One cars. I think that's, yeah, yeah. a little surprised. But I mean, I, 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 I'm drawn more to Fight Grab. Oh, fight the Grab kind is, of is pure, yeah. Yeah. I think you know? I can sink my own battleship here. Oh no! Microsoft bloody flight simulator. Well, <laughs> well, but Microsoft isn't an inherent quality of of something of flight. Oh yeah, if the planes mm-hmm. were like tiny and rubbery, there would be Microsoft flight simulator. They're not. They're big and brittle. But it is made by it is a flight simulator made by Microsoft. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think Microsoft that requires was. more specialist knowledge than Fight Crab. Exactly, yeah. It's loads more syllables as well. <laughs> like not everyone knows what a Microsoft is. Every, most people would know what a crab is. What a crab is. And the concept and the fight. of fighting. <laughs> I would say they're the two most basic ideas in the human mind. <laughs> They're the primal building blocks of everything we are. They're the first two notions that enter my consciousness every time I wake up. I don't think that applies to everyone, though. The first agitates me, the second calms me. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, crap. <laughs> Man, I'm ready to go about my All right, well, I think we kind of have to give it to Fight Crab, don't it we? It sounds like it's a Fight Crab win. <laughs> Congratulations Congrats. to Fight Crab for the uh, 2020 Ron Seal Award. Hang on. Well deserved. Oh, uh, you got a crab voice. No, I was trying to find two bits of um, hard material that I could clack together, like the sinister snipping of pinches. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, c- I can't really dip my mic in uh, in one of my tanks to get some foley work either. So we'll just have to imagine the crab is staring expressionlessly around <laughs> the room, ready to feed. Excellent. Uh, 
Lovely. I mean, I've I've got a uh, a cyberbait one. Oh yeah. Uh, which is best use of neon colours. Uh, which I'm not going to give to Cyberpunk. No. Uh, I'm going to give to Paradise Killer. Oh. Because actually, I don't think Cyberpunk really uses neon in that in- imaginative a way. Whereas I think uh, Paradise Killer uses that kind of, you know, vaporwave, synthetic, Mm. in a much more creative and original way. Which city would you rather live in? Night City or... Or, mm, Is it called Paradise? It's, it's, yeah, it's Island 24 is the one they're on. Mm. And then they're about to move to Island 25. Which which one would you rather live in? I would would rather live in Paradise Killer, provided I was one of the immortal elites that lives forever. Mm. I would not like to be human sacrificial cattle on Paradise Island. I think the same goes for Nice City, though. Nice City's all right if you're one of the elite. Yeah, but, like... But I mean, is it... that goes for, I, I guess that goes for literally anywhere on, on the planet. Yeah, and in the game, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like... Yeah. What was that game that was uh, like, um, it was like a sort of a, a smorgasbord of formats for sort of uh, flights of fancy, like, girl war. Because um, there, uh, there was like a lady <laughs> bicycle gang. It was called like Farewell My Heart or something. You reviewed it. Oh, Sayonara Wild Heart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that had colours. That, that is very good in fairness. It was very, a good very good. I don't usually like that yeah. thing, but I thought it was spectacular. Oh, yeah, it's good. Mm. But again, I feel like. Neon is bent to a more original purpose in Paradise Killer. What a building? Sayonara Wild Hearts has got like a giant neon robot wolf. Yeah, that's true. Super got that. (laughs) (laughs) That's Nate bait as well, isn't it? (laughs) That's pure Nate bait. What about um, Uh, Neon Apotheosis? <laughs> That's not real. Not getting me. Kane with Blooming. <laughs> Electricity cop. Glad to see the back of him. I, um, I, I, I think I, I could see getting behind Paradise Killer, if only because I think it was it deserves a few more uh, plaudits than it's received. Um, this year it's a good game and mm. I felt like it'd been nominated for a lot of stuff at, at other you know real awards not that these aren't real but you know what I mean these uh, are the realists Matthew yeah. these are too real um, but uh, <laughs> no, no we don't yeah, give that, game, that game deserves something you know no you, you don't give a baby sparrow with a broken wing the like UFC world heavyweight belt because you feel <laughs> sorry what are you talking about that's how that's that's how the Oscars operate every year. Yeah, but they're famously corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Ron Seal. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, I'm I'm uh, morally bankrupt. <laughs> and I threw a child onto a spike this morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Child murdering, and then, stealing, and then, and then chug, chugged their body like you were Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Imagine a vampire that did that, just cracked people open like cans of beer. <laughs> cracking open uh cracking open a boy with the cold ones, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely superb. If you never heard that before, I can't pretend to have come up with that. That's quite no, a- really? no, it makes me happy. Oh okay. I genuinely not heard that one before. Okay, well, erase that from your minds and pretend I did come up with it. Wow, <laughs> that's 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 great. Um, uh, well, I'm going to say Paradise Killer then. In the but, Sayonara Wild Hearts are deservedly close second, I think. Mm. Give them a, uh, an, an Oni Men. An Oni Men, yeah, honourable mention. Uh, Matthew, what was your other? Uh, huh? I was going to give an award for Best Supporting Actors, which is for non-playable characters and games which, uh. had, games which had good non-playable characters. Um, I'm selling out to the beast, I- beast here. I was going to throw in Cyberpunk as my nomination, um, just because I think the best bits of that game are where you hang out with some quite nicely drawn and well-realised um, people in that city but i am definitely I was, open to uh, suggestions i was i was expecting a disco elysium from you for that one wasn't this oh, year though sh- was it that was last year is it last year yeah taylor last year i i actually played it this year i played it first thing in january um, wow i mean as matthew mcconaughey says in true detective Time is a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that was just the it. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Disco Elysium does have great supporting characters. Um, well, I don't know. They're a bit up in your face, aren't they? I thought mm. I thought Cyberpunk was going to be not going to be like Disco Elysium in terms of its sort of brains or anything, but I thought it was going to be a bit more kind of in your face and aggressive. Where actually a lot of the people mm. are quite nice. I think that's what I'm responding to in Cyberpunk is that most of the people uh, there are like, "Oh, Night City's the worst, isn't it?" And they're just like relatively normal people. Squares like me, like <laughs> I, 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 get, I get on with them. There's a lot of people that I think actually I could be mates with this person in real life. Um, uh, what about um, Spiritfarer which is one of my favourite games uh, this year are, which is but, where yeah sorry okay. well they're, they're all um, your nice friends that you're sort of looking after as they're dying and, and that's the thing a lot of them are very well, affecting yeah it's mm-hmm. not their fault yeah but doesn't it like undermine it a bit why well, because you're like pals, and then, you know... They're yeah. burst. That doesn't make them worse supporting actors. No, well, I guess not. Towering victim blaming, making people culpable <laughs> for their own deaths. <laughs> <laughs> As being like, like, a, yeah. a bad friend move. 
by like dying. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and I guess all the people I like in real life are, 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 will share a similar destiny. So, yeah. So yeah. Like. So like, if 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 your mate died in real life, would you be like rude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess he wasn't my friend. <laughs> If he really liked me, he'd have got better. Dick move. <laughs> yeah, I listen, I take I take that I take that whole point back. Uh it paints me as a monster. Um of course people who die can be worthwhile friends. Um We're really damning ourselves today. We're like we're just like you imagine like a cartoon wolf like with his tongue lolling out of his mouth as he like enthusiastically shoves down on a dynamite plunger then the camera pans out to reveal him on a pile of dynamite label yeah. our reputation that's me we're that wolf uh, but also hades i think has got some amazing supporting Characters, really, a smashing supporting cast in Hades. Actually, I know people would almost like universally. <laughs> yes, indeed. The problem I have with Hades is that they're all kind of. That I think if I met any of those people in real life, they'd hate my guts because they're Matthew, all. I, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but that might be true of the cyberpunk characters. As I well. don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'd actually get on with some of them, but in hate, they're all very like stylish, which I'm not. I don't. I don't carry myself very well when I'm around very stylish people. Yeah, I find myself very freaked out by that sort of thing as well. But the know. people in Cyberpunk are all really like cool. They're not. That's the thing, though. They all look like that, and then they reveal themselves to be big softies, while everyone in Hades is like. Everyone lusts after them, and they're all super in your face. Unless that changes, yeah, but, I haven't played masses of it. But that, that's yeah, that is the thing. They reveal themselves over time, and you give them presents, and they like, you know. Oh, so they are they're sort of all secret squares. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I can't necessarily swear to that, but they're like they're 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 revealed to have like hidden depths, you know. Yeah, but the hidden depths aren't things like, you know, where's has been wearing the same three pairs of pyjama bottoms in rotation since March, <laughs> yeah. they? which is what would make me relate yeah, but, to them. Yeah. But or, I don't, or, I don't think that's true. The only concert I've seen is Randy Newman. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, nice. <laughs> I don't think that's true of the cyberpunk characters either. Like, I don't think they have relatable problems. Yeah, they have. Mm. Computers. <laughs> 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 uh, all right fine cyberpunk can have it no, i think it's hey, a boring I, I, I haven't thrown I my see. hat in the ring yet i'm yeah. gonna all right what have you got the uh right the emotions gorilla from the halo infinite trailer that will not be <laughs> the reveal he was the most engaging <laughs> digital presence i i saw on a screen <laughs> This year. You're the only person in the world who likes the Emotions Gorilla. No, I'm not. The person who wrote the Emotions Gorilla likes it as well. We had a nice chat about it. <laughs> well, of course he likes it. <laughs> creation. No, the, the, the brute everyone laughed at was the expressionless one from the gameplay footage. Everyone loves the Emotions Gorilla. I don't know that they do. <laughs> it, look, back, uh, I'm going to ask... 
for a write-in campaign from the fans here. Yeah, if uh, if you, you, a lot of you have kindly asked how you can support the podcast. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how by telling, oh God, making a, a public <laughs> statement about how much you care for the Halo Infinite Emotions Gorilla, uh, and we'll get this award back. I'd love if the reason they've delayed that game by a year is because they're removing the Emotions Gorilla because he was just too dumb. <laughs> how dare you? They're like, only, they're like, well, we put that trailer out and only one outlet responded to it positively. <laughs> this, this Nate guy, everyone else hated it. So now we're just replacing it with like John Wick. No, um, no one complained <laughs> about the emotions, Gorilla. They just complained about graphics. But right, I guess well, was like, if it wasn't for the graphics, this would be one hell of a character, but. <laughs> That's okay. I don't want to rain on the no, Emotions Gorilla parade. I, it's it's not going to be the Emotions Gorilla. I mean, I'm I'm very <laughs> unconvinced by Cyberpunk. <laughs> I, well, I, to be fair, like anecdotally, the characters I've seen people talk most about on social media have been the Hades characters. I've not seen many people be like, "Wow, uh, you know, under all the bluster, I really like." Uh, Kerry Uridine from Cyberpunk. Um, so, oh, side note: um, Callum Mahern, Vidbar Callum Mahern, has been complaining a lot uh, about um, Jackie, who's your your mate who gets you into being a mercenary in yeah. Cyberpunk, and he gets called Jackster as like a, a nickname. And Callum keeps saying like, it doesn't. It's not a nickname. It doesn't shorten the amount of time it takes. Oh to say his name. God! He gave me that spiel on the weak spot this week. It's like. Names don't have to shorten. Sometimes it's all right. They can lengthen. Nicknames aren't just about efficiency. You know, they're about formality. Warmth. Uh, I mean, well, Nate, what do you think? You know exactly. Don't say emotions, Gorilla. <laughs> you know exactly what I think, Alice. Um... I'm. I would be inclined to say Spiritfarer. I. Oh. Kind of want to throw in. I am dead. Actually. Oh. Okay. Because that. I mean, that is some of the sweetest writing, and delivery I've I've seen in a game in ages. It's. Um, I did a. Uh, I, I did a giga cry actually. Uh, it's a lovely game. Very, very, very human. Um, got a weak. Ad- I'd, I, I'd back that actually uh, above Cyberpunk. And it's you know it's David and Goliath, isn't it? David and Cyber Goliath. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm not that attached to Cyberpunk. I just wanted to talk about characters. <laughs> I, I think Iron Dead is a very good show, actually. I need to play that one. That might be a Christmas game. Yeah, good Christmas game. Um, in which case, then, yeah, best best supporting actor goes to I Am Dead. Congratulations. Uh, now, I am dead. I am a legend finish. But my emotional monologue was the best monologue of all time. <laughs> Yeah, it's often oh, no. a really moment. <laughs> Emotions, gorilla. 
God, he's gonna be a meme on Twitter now, isn't he? Oh, shouldn't have done that. Emotions, correct? <laughs> uh, Nate, what's your final award category? Quickly, we're massively running over. But my final one is the Lifetime Achievement Award, which I'm going to give to, and that's where I gurn around the room insufferably. Age of Empires two. Um, yeah, okay. Still getting stronger. Uh, new expansion pack just announced for January. 20 years after the game came out. Huh? Not bad. Yeah. Quite a thing. It's got more players today um, than it did back in the old days. Um, big prize money tournaments, a thriving pro scene. Um, all of that on Twitch. It's, uh, mm. it's a convincing case. It is convincing. I mean, there's, you've got, you've got your um, No Man's Sky, which I would say probably turned people's opinions around more drastically than Age of Empires 2. Oh, this isn't the Lazarus Award, though, is it? I don't know, <laughs> isn't it? Age of Empires never died. There's been a committed multiplayer fan base ever since its inception. The servers never shut down. Mm. I, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't okay. got an ultimate suggestion for this one. Um, I mean, I, yeah. In fairness, I, I, I try to think of a comparable kind of. Uh, yeah, gone and done it. He's nailed it. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to put up a fight. Especially because we're at an hour already. So. <laughs> well, here's the acceptance pitch from the castle in Age of Empires. Oh, God. That was it. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. I can say. <laughs> and a few words. <laughs> Thank you to the castle from Age of Empires 2. Wow, we've really, really got all the big hitters this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, lovely. Um, time just to do with- was like, imagine at this year's awards, we've got Keanu Reeves, we've got Christopher Nolan, we've got the castle from Age of Empires 2. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think our awards are more legit than the game awards. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for um, uh, Cabin of Lies this week as well, I believe we have something prepared by Nate. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it could be Nate. It could be the emotions gorilla. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna leave him in his box. I, um, I think you know the the voice changers. Uh, it's a powerful technology, and you know, it's <laughs> like Uncle Ben taught the Spider Man. Yeah, you got to save sex till after marriage to keep it special. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm. It was I'm, a very, it was a very moving scene that yeah. I remember. So I'm not um, going to overuse it. Low key this week. Um, 
I'll do a uh, bit of a in that case, cave voice though. Uh, for the okay, speech. well, in that case, can can we have a um a normal cavern of lies uh sting, please, fellas? The cavern of lies. Hopefully. What's in the cavern this week, Nate? It's uh, there's no Pete Postlethwaite this week. There's no electricity cop. There's just me. Good old me, Nate of the Year. Because um, <laughs> uh, this isn't my first rodeo uh, when it comes to award ceremonies. A um, little bit true, true facts. Um, I don't talk about this often because it's deeply depressing. But uh, before I did this, I uh, worked in financial journalism for, for 10 years. Uh, trade magazines specifically. And yes... Two titles I have edited have appeared on Have I Got News For You? Um, before anyone asks, I do always get asked that. But yeah, basically really like tragic, um, highly specific industry journals. And they've all got their own awards. Some of them are quite big. Um, and some of them aren't. And I've hosted a lot of them. I've given out a lot of awards. Uh, so I'm now going to make to you uh, five statements about my career in uh, niche <laughs> industry awards, and yes. you have to guess which one is um, is a fabrication. Does that sound good to you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, ju- but just to get into the sort of the correct mindset, this would be like the award show that uh, Alan Partridge hosted, like a similar vibe to that, like the. Big time, yeah. The, fire, the fireplace, yeah, okay. Like, just, you know, just, okay, these are corporate awards that are excuses for media brands to, to make money. Uh, basically, they charge a vast amount for people to sit at a table and wait to be told whether they've won. Um, and... Yeah, it's oh it oh god. Yeah, let's get on to it before I have to think about it too much. Um Excellent. Okay. So I have uh given out the Car Finance Personality of the Year Award while completely Right. Okay. Uh I was in um the uh a mid-range, out-of-town hotel on the outskirts of Nottingham. Uh, it was an event I had designed myself, uh, and uh, there were about 200 car finance professionals uh, in attendance, and uh, I was so stressed by the whole thing, uh, I got absolutely bladdered, uh, and then realized I was meant to be handing out the awards. Because, uh, I mean, you know, to be fair, I was probably the most sober man in the room. They were, uh, <laughs> they were beasts um, in, in terms of their when thirst. You, when you say car finance personality, does that mean like, like the opera singer from Go Compare? Uh, f- f- funnily enough, I did once uh, look at booking him for an event. Uh, but <laughs> uh, no, it, it's not like... Um, 
basically a businessman who it is feasible that people wouldn't hate spending time with. Okay. Toward. It's not like whether their personality at its core aligns with car finance. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, it's okay. Good. All right. Okay. Good laugh. So uh, I have watched uh, I, at three in the morning um, in separate locations a man and a woman lying motionless face down on the floor in full evening wear uh, at the Insolvency and Rescue Awards 2012. Because <laughs> <laughs> they partied so hard, they'd just lied, they'd gone and lay face down on the floor in their tux and their, their evening gown. This was at the same time. It was like, you know, it was like the aftermath of a, a James Bond shoot-up. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was that was bleak. Insolvency and rescue. Yeah, the oh, rescue. the two rescue. phases of the party as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think the rescue was put in there as a, a pill sugarer uh, for the, <laughs> yeah. the main reason everyone was there, which was being insolvency practitioners. Um, I have presented the Enforcement Team of the Year Award. Uh, at the Debt Collection Awards in Manchester, uh, also known as uh, by the tabloids as the Bailiff's Oscars. Um, <laughs> and I did that. I was sharing the stage with quite a well-known comedian, actually, who I won't name because there was a really harrowing moment just before we were meant to start the awards ceremony and we'd been chatting and he just looked me in the eye and said, never mention to anyone that I was here. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I, I'll 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 keep my word on that. But yeah, I gave out the enforcement team of the year award uh, later that night. A smoke bomb went off, uh, set by protesters. <laughs> Good on them. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, uh these uh, all so far sounds too real. <laughs> I have uh, I've I've done uh, a. A, a session of amusing repartee uh, on the stage at the Vulnerability Awareness Gala, um, <laughs> which sounds odd, uh, but is actually quite quite dark. Uh, the vulnerability it's talking about is, uh, again, for debt collection businesses um, as a result of the uh, implementation of FCA regulation a few years ago. Um, they now have to have extremely stringent adherence uh, to what was formerly called TCF, treating customers fairly, uh, which is hilarious. That needs to be a set of rules rather than just something you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's a whole thing about vulnerable customers, and basically uh, it was a huge thing for collections firms to trumpet that they had um, – you know, this big vulnerability policy. They could tell uh, when people were threatening self-harm uh, because they couldn't stand being called by collections agents anymore and they would back off, that sort of thing. Uh, and what better way to celebrate such basic compassion than with a lavish gala dinner? <laughs> um, yeah, so I did, uh, I did a bit on the stage there. 
Uh, and I would finally, dread doing any of these jobs. So did I, every day. <laughs> uh, finally, I have... Uh, I have been present as a guest of honour uh, at a, a sort of lodge retreat in a forest uh, west of Kiev, where I was the guest of the Ukrainian Union of Lessors, um, which is an association of leasing equipment businesses in Ukraine. Uh, Hang on, the union of what? I'm right, I'm taking notes. <laughs> lessors. That's the technical term for uh, in um, in law, the corporate entity that leases a piece of equipment uh, to to the lessee um, who makes the right. Okay. Uh, so I was the guest of the Ukrainian Union of Lessors. Uh, stayed in a little sort of wooden chalet with the best bath I've ever been in. And there was uh, woodpeckers. It was idyllic. And then, uh, yes, I uh, I spoke at their their conference as a guest speaker because uh, I'd written a report on the Ukrainian leasing industry. Um, and then I uh, I presented a couple of little treats at their awards awards thing. Oh man! So just to wrap them. It was very, very drunk presenting the Car Finance Personality of the Year Award. Um, I have seen multiple people face down on the floor at three in the morning at the Insolvency and Rescue Awards. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, presented the Enforcement Team of the Year Award at the uh, Bailiff's Oscars, or sorry, the Debt Collection Awards in, in, in Manchester. <laughs> which I did with a famous comedian who does not want to be named uh, before a smoke bomb went off. Um, and, uh, Was it I, Mr. Blobby? <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> uh, no, I have no respect for Mr. Blobby. Um, I have done a bit on the stage at the Vulnerability Awareness Gala, and I have uh, spoken and presented it um, with the Ukrainian Union of Lessors, as a guest of honour at a forest retreat. Mm. They could all be okay. true. Uh, the, the bailiff's Oscars thing, like... There are a lot of details in that, which means either it's true or it's not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Which I understand is the basic premise of the game, but um, mm. I think the Insolvency and Rescue Awards of people lying face down could very well be true just because people do just pass out. Like there were those students that passed out in uh, an Edinburgh uh, student halls, uh, like in front of the elevators having started to have sex. Oh, and Jesus. they just passed out. Yeah, but these were these were <laughs> year old men and women. Yeah. Mm. Um, what? What do you? This is interesting because we have no frame of reference for this. You know, Matthew. Like, it can't, I, I we can't be like. In terms of convincing details, I thought the two collapsed people at the insolvency had the least amount of color and specific detail. Um, 
I, I, I'm kind of torn between that one and the, um, the fourth one, which was not the Bailiff's Oscars. That, that rings true. Um, the vulnerability the one about, of oh, Yeah, the one about doing, doing some sort of bits for a vulnerability. Now, I, I think that one's true because I'm pretty sure like that I, there's some like documentary on the BBC about like these companies being awful that mentioned like vulnerability awareness or something. I feel like I know that that is a true concept. Right. Well, it might be a concept, but I just wonder if he's hijacked it. Like, I don't know. There's enough, there's like, I believe the thing itself is real, but not necessarily that like Nate's role there seemed a bit unconvincing. I am drawn to, in terms of a lie, the Ukrainian forest west of Kiev. <laughs> there's a lot of co- there's a lot of color in that story. Or the the enforcement team of the year award. Because, cause like, I don't know if you were a comedian who just accepted money to to do the enforcement team. Uh, or the the you know bailiff's Oscars, like are you going to be that worried about being at the bailiff's Oscars? Yes. Yeah. They would all have terms in their contracts saying we could not mention them in any of the marketing material because the reputational damage it would do. Well, I mean, they've already accepted doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, but money. Um, will you tell us who it was off mic if it was true? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm gonna go with. I th- I don't know. I think it's the collapse people. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I think that one's true. Um, I think it's the. I think it's. I think it's the bailiff's Oscars story because the. The Kiev one sounds like too ludicrous to be true. Oh, well, okay. I'll, th- I'll throw it with you then. Come on, let's find out. Let's ask. Is it is it yeah. ooh la la or nice? Well, four of these sins I must wear like horseshoes around my neck for the rest of time. But one I can be absolved of. Was it the Ukrainian Union of Lessors? That one was nice. It happened. Yes. It's true. It's real. It's okay. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't um, pick that one, though. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care about it. I... Oh, I, I misunderstood. Which one? Oh, I, I ruined the game now. Which one did you go for? The Bailiff's Oscars. Oh, you were going for the Bailiff's Oscars. Sorry, it's because the Ukrainian one got mentioned right before the end. Uh, right. No, uh, the Bayless Oscars is also nice. Oh, no way! It's not nice; it's horrible. Nice, um, but no, the uh, the red herring in that pack was the vulnerability awareness gala, which is a completely real event. Um, ah. But I had left that entire career in desperation uh, by the time the event took place. So. Um, Ah, good red herring. 
Yeah, so it's all all, all real, but thankfully I, I wasn't I wasn't there. So um, yeah, that was uh, the so chilling I'm... trip down memory lane. Grin. <laughs> wow, I it's a whole different world, isn't it? I I worked in um, pensions admin before I did games servicing. And uh, I, yeah, I did pensions calculations. I'm quite good with spreadsheets as a result in uh, doing calcs. Uh, asked me about pre and post 88 GDP. And um, uh, the, there was loads of shady stuff. Like there was a pensions fund because we, we administered uh, private pensions, but uh, had to calculate um, like uh Different. Anyway, anyway, uh, one of the pension funds that we did admin for um, had basically been looted by the um, the executives of the company, and so we had these like old men asking where their pensions money was, and we weren't allowed to tell them anything because they the company also owed us money because they hadn't been paying us for ages, so we couldn't even tell them that their pensions had been stolen. Should have got um, some of the insolvency boys on the case. Yeah. Well, look, if, if all of this goes sets up, um, let's just start a consultancy. It's clearly got the skills. <laughs> what did you do before before computer games, Matthew? Uh, I, I had a Saturday job in home base, but otherwise it's been it's been computer games for me since uni. Well, la-dee-da. <laughs> overly long podcast this week but uh we do just have time to do some recommendations uh matthew what's your recommendation this week i am going to recommend a book called hurricane season by fernanda melk melkor i think um set in a mexican village where a alleged witch has been murdered in modern day and the Mm. book is basically just lots of accounts of various people who kind of orbit this witch character and i it's really raw and grim and ugly and the language is just obscene and it's uh i think it was nominated for like the international booker prize um so I thought it was going to be quite dry and literary, and then it's absolutely just horrible and gritty and raw, but quite powerful with it. Um, quite mm. different to other stuff I normally recommend. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it kind of captures this, like, obscene kind of gossipy voice of this kind of community. It's, um, it's, it's, it's something else. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, sounds good. Uh, Nate, recommendations this week. A quick one on the fish tanks. Just advice this week. Yep. Don't change your water mm-hmm. as often as the uh, the water change bullies would have you believe. There's this strange cult-like obsession with constant frequent water changes, but it does stress fish out. It's important to do it occasionally, but don't worry yourself too much. Once a month is fine. Uh, as for media, um, have I mentioned virtualtrips.io yet? I don't think I have. Think you have? Have I? Oh yeah, I probably have. I don't know. Um, 
anyway, well, that's a website where you can go on uh, walking tours of places guided by nice people, and uh, it's good. <laughs> uh, not that, oh, what's the nearest thing to hand? Um, Regina Blitz. We do this every week. Absorbent <laughs> kitchen towel. Uh, it really is incredible. Um, it absorbs just a phenomenal amount um, of, of water, milk, or any other uh, spilled liquid. And Blood. It, yeah, when, when a, a child's fallen on a spike. Um, Regina Blitz. And yeah, it sounds like some sort of space dominatrix as well. It's great. Oh my god! Um, this week uh, I am going to recommend um, a well. Okay, so there are a few of these. Um, it's book related. It's always book related, isn't it? But frankly, everyone should read more books. Um, so I signed up to a um, book subscription service, and there are quite a few of them around. Um, there are some that will do um, one specifically if you're looking to diversify your uh, reading taste. Uh, and they'll send you just books by uh, women and people of colour um, or uh, just LGBTQ writers. Uh, there are uh, loads of different ones. I've signed up to one that's uh, relatively cheap um, called uh, A Box of Stories. And it's basically um, you will uh, every quarter or every two months or one month, if you're, you're really splashing out, you get sent a box of surprise books. Um, uh, for depending on how much you want to spend or what your tastes are, um, about thirteen pounds mine is. Um, so I get um four random books posted to me, um, and uh, because I don't have any control of what they are, um, it means that I end up having a bunch of things that I wouldn't necessarily have picked, and I've found it's really diversified the kind of stuff. That I've been mm. reading. Um, I think it's and, and also they do. You can get them as a present for someone else. So if someone else you know likes books uh, and mm. you're stuck for a present for Christmas, why not get them a surprise box of books uh, for relatively a- cheap? Though I get four every time, which is quite good in terms of how expensive books are. And then when I'm done with them, I either post them on to a friend or uh, take them to a charity shop. And then when I'm at the charity shop, Damn. I get. More cheap book. Yes, I burn. <laughs> I set fire to the old ladies in the charity shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, finally, we're not the only villains. Nice. <laughs> uh, there we go. Well, thank you very much for listening to this very long episode of the Electronic Wireless Show this week. Uh, Rock Paper Shotguns, PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. If you are named Nate and you think you should be the Nate of the Year, email us at podcast.rockpapershotgun.com um, or just if you have any thoughts. Um, if you like the Emotion Gorilla. Can. If you like the Emotions Gorilla, email us at podcast.rockpapershotgun.com uh, We are on Facebook and Twitter, Rock Paper Shotgun, or I think we're at Rock Paper Shot. Um, we are uh, on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash uh, shotgun. We have a merch store, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash shotgun. Um, where, uh, yeah, we're apparently more merch designs are in the works, which is very exciting, particularly for us and uh, you, if you're a member of hashtag Shagar's Heart Squad. Um, and if you do, you know, tell your friends, post about us on social media, remember to use the hashtag Big Oats. 
Fat blood and Shagar's heart squad. Uh, if nothing else, because it's quite confusing, you don't know what it refers to. Um, and don't forget to visit www.rockpapershotgun.com. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me, Big Bafta Face. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me, alleged nace of the year, still to be cleared up, in my opinion. Your fans. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to the Emotions Gorilla also. <laughs> my name's Alice Bell. Uh, we will be here next week with a, uh, a smaller uh, length Christmas special. Then we'll be on break and then we'll be back in the new year with more podcasting fun for you. Uh, and also don't forget to check out the companion podcast, uh, the PC Gaming Week Spot, which also stars Big Bafta Face and Calum Ahern, where they talk about current events of the PC gaming world. Definitely. Uh, thank you again for listening. And goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.